Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Rolling along, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance on a snowy Tuesday in New York. It's cold all over the country. It's very cold here. It's much colder in other places. I, I, I always keep an eye on Evanston, Illinois, on my weather app, because that's where my son lives. And it's like negative three degrees without oh. the wind chill there. I think with the wind chill, it's in the negative 20s. It's going to warm up a little bit tomorrow. Stay warm, Steve. A little cold. Football weather. Cold up there in Evanston. You know, it, it's funny as I get older, and... and I, I hate any sentence that starts with that, but it just is the reality of it. I lived in Chicago for 11 years. I went to college there, and then I lived there for seven more years. And, you know, it gets cold. It gets freaking cold. It gets much colder there, generally speaking, than it gets here. And my motto when I lived there all those years was, I'm not letting it affect what I do. I, I No matter what, it didn't matter. Negative 20, I'm still doing it. If we're going out tonight, we're going out tonight. If we're having dinner, we're having dinner. If I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I never let the weather stop me unless it was like a blizzard and the streets were closed or whatever it was. And I went to college. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen where Northwestern is. It's literally on the lake. I mean, you, if it tilted a little bit, the entire university would fall into the lake before anything else got there. And, and, um, and, and so the wind couldn't be more whipping directly at you. And so it's incredibly cold. And it didn't stop me from doing anything. It didn't stop me from doing anything. I didn't have a hat. I didn't own a hat, a winter hat. Like, it's just, it's cold. My head is cold for, you know, a minute and I get into a car or whatever it is. Now, I can't bring myself to leave the house. You build your life around your weather app. I cannot bring myself to leave my apartment. Yesterday, I just am sitting there looking outside. I'm thinking, you know, I don't need anything. I don't know. There's nothing out there I need. There's nothing out there for me. I don't need any of that. (laughs) Everything I need is here. And, and look, the world has become a much easier place to not leave your house from. You can order anything, especially if you live in New York City. You can have anything. You can have any food you want delivered in 20 minutes. I mean, there's, there, you, could pro- you could do an experiment like this. Now, you wouldn't want to, but this would be actually an interesting film or something. What if you decided, I'm not going to leave my apartment for a calendar year. I think you could subsist just fine. Not leaving your home for a year. You could eat anything you want. You could do anything you want. You, 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 could, you could conduct an entire lifetime, at least in New York City, relatively well without once going outside. You could. I bet you there are some people that did that or close to that during COVID in 2020, by the way. But the only question is, how, what is your appetite for socializing? Because mine is very low. <laughs> like people... And, 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 and I mean this with all love and respect, but I knew that the minute I saw what you were wearing today. Oh, of like, course. You are dressed... Cam, can you see what Hembo is wearing? I sure can. Like... He's back to the pullover hoodie and button-down look. I don't think it's a hoodie. Is that a hoodie? Or, I think just it's a, just a... Just a sweater. It's just oh. a sweater. That's but it's, slightly better. It fits very tight, and you're wearing like a green and white striped button-down underneath it, mm-hmm. and it all fits you very tightly, and you look... You really do look like it's second grade and it's picture day. 
Like you're going in, and this is what you wear on the day they're going to take the class pictures. So am I a teacher or a student? Oh, the student. <laughs> Definitely the student. <laughs> the no teacher student. is walking around dressed like that. Right. Let me put it this way. If I walked into a classroom and the teacher was dressed like that, I'd pull my kid right out of the right. class. There's it looks nothing, a little nothing, bit yeah. like a straight jacket. It does. It's, it's, it's it, very tight. It's a very unusual. Let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. It does not scream... I'm a party animal. It does not scream, I need to spend time outside of my own home oh, to enjoy myself. But that's how I feel. I mean, people are, are not an asset. They're a liability. Yeah. And that's how I dress. You prefer numbers. Yeah. You dress to repel the possibility <laughs> of social interaction. Successfully. That no matter what happens, I need people not to be interested in coming over and talking to me. Right. Like, no, if you're going to walk into like a Starbucks later today and there's a bunch of people sitting there on their computers or whatever, you got to choose someone you're going to sit next to, mm-hmm. you're not going to sit at Hembo's table. No. If I'm in an elevator by myself, people usually say, I'll catch the next one. I'll wait one. for the next one. Right? Rather than just be in my right, presence. We're on the 80th story. <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. I'll walk down. I'll wait 20 minutes. I'll walk. I don't, I don't need any part of this. There might be a fire. That is actually also an interesting little social moment. I get this a lot. So they put a Whole Foods two blocks from my apartment, which is delightful. And I like to go there for my lunch. So I will go there. They have a seating area, right? They've got an area. It's not huge. It's not a restaurant. It's just like enough little booths and tables for, I don't know, maybe 30 people at a given time to be eating. And almost everyone is by themselves. Sometimes you'll see people that are there, you know, four people have decided to go to lunch, but few people are doing that at Whole Foods. If you're having lunch at Whole Foods, you're generally, you just need to pick up some food. You're eating by yourself. You make a salad or whatever it is, and you sit down. More often than not, when I walk into that area, no one table is completely vacant. And it is perfectly within, it is completely within the etiquette of the room, because I go there five times a week, that you're just going to walk up to someone whose table is mostly empty and say, excuse me, is it okay if I sit here? And the etiquette is you absolutely say yes. But it is an interesting decision when you start looking around the room and figuring out which table you got to sort of scout it out. So what, what I do is when I first walk into the room, there's the area where you pay. So I go pay. Then you walk. And before you walk into the meat of that room where all the tables are, there's a little area in the corner where you get your napkins and your, and your forks and knife. Like you got to get a fork and knife. You know, you push that little lever down and it pops out a little plastic fork and it pops out a little plastic knife, which is very, I like that a lot. No one else is touching those. Mm. You can push the lever down with your elbow. God forbid. No, no germs transmitted whatsoever. But while I'm doing that, you might notice if you keep an eye on me, I'm, I'm popping the lever down with my elbow and I'm grabbing a little fork out of there, but I'm scouting out the room. Who is it you pick to sit with is an interesting decision. First of all, anyone who's got like their area completely covered, like with coats and all that stuff, I usually start with them. Because really? that's rude. Yes. You're taking up three chairs. You got your bag on one of them and you got your coat on another one. Excuse me. Do you, I'm going to shame you into saying, no, I'd rather you sit somewhere else so that I don't have to move my jacket or my bag. Because they're making a statement by putting those things there. That's just rude. We are living in a society. We are all trying to share this area here. So if I see someone who's taking up far more space than they need to, I will sit with them. If I see any table that has more than one person, if it is avoidable, I will avoid it because I will assume that it's at least possible that those people are actually there together and they would like to have a conversation. You don't need a stranger sitting there if possible. But then you start looking around the room and let's face it, we all do this. We're all like, which person looks like I would be the most comfortable sitting at the table? No, just asking for me. To me, it's a lot more about who I'd feel comfortable asking than who I'd feel comfortable sitting with. No, I feel totally comfortable asking anyone. You do? Absolutely. Because I'll tell you what, if, if Lewis Riddick 
was sitting at one of those tables. I'm just going to stand and eat my soup because I would be so afraid yeah. to ask him because I, like, I would discern him to be intimidating or unapproachable, even though he's the greatest guy in the world. He has an intimidating aura. He does. And I will say, I, I do live to please him. Now, I have this huge group <laughs> of analysts. You all see me on the TV, hopefully, and you know I've got this whole group, and I love them all, and I, I'm so proud of, the, of, of how watching all of them sort of one by one taking over the network and everything else. But I will say that there is, and I love Lewis, but there is something about Lewis that if I ever make a point and he goes, that's a good point, Greeny, I think, ooh, he thinks it's a good point. I'm going to say that a hundred more times. I'm really excited by this because <laughs> so, he does have an intimidating aura about him. The only person I've ever been that level of intimidated by was Belichick. Did I tell you my Belichick story? The treadmill or the elliptical? The treadmill. The treadmill. The treadmill story. I went, I went to the Waldorf Astoria to do a Charlie, one of Charlie Weiss's charity events. Mike and I are hosting it. And we, Stace and I get there early enough that I can go down to the gym. And I go down to the gym, and there's a row of treadmills. And there's one vacant. And I'm walking over to it, and there's Belichick on the one next to it. You know, one, it it's sandwiched between two of them. One On one side is Belichick, and he's reading a lacrosse magazine. He loves lacrosse. And he's on the treadmill. He's walking, and he's looking across. And I stood there, and I looked at it. And I, I contemplated for about 90 seconds. And then I just turned around and went upstairs. Didn't take a shower, nothing. Just put on my tux. I was like, we're done here. So that's an, also an interesting social experiment. Like, which coaches, <laughs> which anybody would you not even be comfortable running next to? Yeah. Because I think you'd be comfortable running next to most people. For example, would Almost. you be comfortable running next to Jeff Saturday? Would you get on a treadmill next to Jeff? Because you're doing something athletic True. in that moment. Like, I would be afraid that he'd be judging how little I'm doing. Like, if you're lifting weights, I would not, I would not want to be lifting. Like, I took Marcus <laughs> to my gym one time. Mm-hmm. I was a member of a club down here. I'm not anymore, but I was a member of a club down here that had a workout room and it had a lunch, you know, had, uh, had a restaurant. And so Marcus Spears, we did the show, and I invited him. He came over. We worked out together. We showered and steamed together. And then we went to, the, to, to have lunch together. And I was watching him. Like, we get there, and I'm like, let's go. Let's do this. And I watch, like, the weight that he's picking up. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going to do cardio today. It's, just, <laughs> it's my light day. It's just my cardio day today. And I just was on the elliptical minding my own business for 25 minutes and called it a day. I would be fine doing cardio next to almost anybody. But I'm not lifting with Jeff Saturday or Marcus Spears or anyone like that. Yeah. Damian Woody. No, or Damian Woody would be lifting both Jeff Saturday and Marcus Spears. <laughs> he could lift them. He's so ridiculously he, th- strong. Th- th- these people, like people don't realize how big football players actually are. And you and I have the privilege of working with them. They're all bigger than anyone that you know. Yeah. However that- big you think they are, they're bigger than that. Uh, this is Greedy. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today. Find out if they can save you hundreds on your car insurance. You ask these questions. Greenie's question of the day. Cam, question of the day. If you're Bill Belichick and you are offered both the Eagles and Cowboys head coaching jobs, which one are you taking? Philly, I think because of what we described yesterday, although there might be more of Jerry Jones in the Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman tandem than we'd like to admit, but no one is Jerry Jones. And I think the the Philly group, Hembo talked about seeding control. If Belichick were to come there, he would have to cede some of the control that he's used to, and Howie Roseman would have to cede some of the control that he's used to. So if they can get on the same page to the point where Jeffrey Lurie's like, I'm bringing you guys both in here, we're all going to make decisions together in a way where they might not have respected Sirianni Peterson uh, in the same way at that level of decision-making, 
they might be able to to work something out, whereas I think he would butt heads too much with Jerry. And I think the rosters are, are somewhat similar in terms of talent. So I think if you're Belichick, you go to Philly. What do you think? The answer is Philadelphia. Uh, despite the potential meddling that we have heard can be pervasive in the Eagles front office with Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman's relationship, the facts on the ground say the Eagles are likelier to get Bill Belichick to a higher level than the Cowboys are. The Eagles have had so much more high-level winning over the last two decades than the Cowboys have. The common denominator there, of course, is Jerry Jones. I think that Jeffrey Lurie acts a lot more like Robert Kraft than he acts like Jerry Jones. And if I'm thinking, if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm going to have headaches no matter where I go. But in Philly, I have an objectively great general manager, an objectively great roster, an owner that theoretically is going to stay out of my way, and the opportunity to have a young, affordable franchise quarterback with whom I can win games. It is close when you consider the roster quality, but I don't want to work for Jerry Jones if I can avoid it. My answer, I think, if, if I'm Belichick, would be Philly. It comes down simply to that. You're telling me it's just that. It's nothing more than that. It's nothing more than that. You agree? I agree that if you're telling me I have the option of working with Jeff Lurie or with Jerry Jones, I go with Lurie because I think I can say to him going in, look, I'm going into this eyes wide open. You're the boss. I get that. No one else tells me how to coach my team. Mm. You want someone else doing the personnel and all that kind of stuff, then that's fine. I have no issue with that. Hopefully that person and I will work well together. I can express to them what I think we need. But I have to be the person whose vision for the football team we are pursuing. And if that is someone else, I'm not interested in the job in the first place. And if you can say that to the owner and then hold him to it, then I think that is better than Jerry Jones. And the reason I think that's possible in Philadelphia is because of what Adam Schefter said on, this, uh, on Get Up earlier this week when we were talking about whether or not Bill Belichick would be willing to go somewhere where he would not have uh, personnel power, Shefty effectively said, I'm paraphrasing, all Bill Belichick wants to do is coach ball. And if they can provide a blueprint for that to be his situation in Philadelphia, it's the right one. The problem in Dallas, of course, is not only is Jerry Jones the face of the franchise, the, the, the owner of the franchise, the voice of the franchise, he's also the general manager of the franchise. To me, that, there are too many cooks in that kitchen. There are too many Jerry Jones in that kitchen. But you're overlooking... Another, in fact, maybe the more important distinction between the two jobs, which leads us to what I think will be the biggest question that we deal with going forward when it comes to this. And I'll tell you what that is next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills 
and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We have a Bubba update. We'll explain where he is and what's going on with him in a moment. Plus, in 30 seconds, I will tell you exactly what the biggest question is that will determine where Bill Belichick should go if the Eagles and Cowboys are his choice. And I'm here to tell you, Jerry Jones is not part of the answer. I'll tell you that in 30 seconds after this word from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop on by. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Here's the question of the day. We can talk all we want. Oh, meddling. Oh, owner. Oh, this. Oh, Howie Roseman. All that kind of stuff. At the end of the day, the most important thing that determines how good your football team is or isn't is your quarterback. Who's better, Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Dak Prescott. It's really close. See, it's not that easy it's really of close. an answer. It's not. Are either of them as good as they've looked at their best? A year ago, we would have said Jalen Hurts was on his way to becoming one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the NFL. Maybe already there. MVP runner-up. This year, Dak Prescott, he may wind up being the MVP runner-up. He had an unbelievable season. Are either of them that good? Slash, who's better? I think there's a I think there's a non-zero chance that we've already seen the best season that Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott have ever had. If you're looking to break ties, though, Jalen Hurts is five years younger, and Jalen Hurts is going to be considerably more affordable moving forward because Dak Prescott's going to have to rip up his current deal to get a new one, and that's going to approach sixty million dollars a year. Whereas Howie Roseman last year extended Jalen Hurts to what I would describe as a fairly team-friendly contract, one in which he's still got $250 million, but in terms of how it impacts your salary cap, the Eagles are in pretty good shape from that standpoint. And we have to consider that the Cowboys have yet to pay Micah Parsons, who Bill Belichick might consider his next Lawrence Taylor, and they've not yet paid C.D. Lamb. So the Cowboys definitely face more financial restrictions than Philly does. Cam, let's take the money out of it beyond the extent to which the money, like as you just said, if it impacts the immediate decisions. But if you're Bill Belichick, you're not making a 10-year decision. You're making a three-year decision. That's right. Candidly, let's just make a one-year decision. If you're Belichick and you want to win the Super Bowl your first year out of New England the way Tom Brady did, and you're going to hitch your horse to a wagon. No, what do you do? Hitching your wagon to whatever it is you hitch. Are you going to hitch it to... Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott next year, Cam? Jalen Hurts, I say, 
tentatively. The reason the Eagles collapse again was so surprising was because in the prior two seasons, this half of the season and the year before, and a little bit of 2021, Jalen Hurts was 22-1 and as a starter. The guy was just a straight-up winner. He came back in the second half of so many games. He won a lot of big games, and he almost won the Super Bowl, something that Dak Prescott has not even sniffed in his career. So I'm taking Jalen Hurts. I think he has a better shot of putting you in the position to win big playoff games and big regular season games that Dak Prescott hasn't shown, even though what we just saw from Jalen Hurts was less than stellar on tape uh, this season. I, I, I love everything I know about Jalen Hurts. He's a coach's son. I love the way he handled what happened at Alabama with Saban. There, I love the way he hand, has handled a lot of complicated circumstances, Carson Wentz, et cetera, in Philadelphia. Are there any concerns about his leadership? I have them, and I think his teammates might too. Uh, my opinion is that Jalen Hurts' on-field play this year was overly ridiculed, but Jalen Hurts' leadership was under-ridiculed, if you will. Jalen Hurts is like legendarily, um, brazenly intense, uh, perhaps even to a fault. So much so that the scuttle that I've been hearing in Philadelphia is that when the Eagles were 10-1, and and when the Eagles came so close to reaching the apex of the mountain last year, he was just not able to really enjoy the prosperity. And if you can't experience joy when you're playing the game of football, especially when you're winning to the extent to which the Eagles won, once the sort of dam broke and the Eagles started losing and they couldn't stop it and the snowball kept rolling down the hill, Jalen Hurts did not modify his leadership style. And that is an indictment. You have to be able to read your room. You have to be able to adjust the way that you lead your team. And Jalen Hurts never did that. He approached every single day like he was Nick Saban. And in the case of the Eagles, the second half of this season, that wasn't good enough. My hope is that he'll learn from that experience. But I'd be willing to bet you in an honest moment that a lot of his teammates said, yeah, Jalen's intensity turned me off this year, and it's one of the reasons we went downhill. He's 25 years old. That feels worthy of mentioning. Uh, He's been thrust into so many situations, maybe because I believe he played as a true freshman at Alabama. Am I remembering that? So that's why he feels so much older than that. Because he's been, Alabama is like the 33rd NFL team. He's been so omnipresent in our lives, going back to his freshman year at Alabama, that he feels like a grizzled vet. He eight feels, years. We've seen him play football for eight years. We've seen him play years. football for eight years, but he's 25 years old. He'll be 26 in August. So I don't think it is unreasonable to say he deserves some time to figure that part of it out. I would rather have someone that it means too much to than someone it means not enough to. No doubt. There are so many quarterbacks who love the limelight. They love the fame that comes with it. They love the celebrity that comes with it. They love things more than they love the work that comes with it. I I think he is the opposite of that. So I'd be less worried about that part of it in the big picture um, than I am anything else. I think Dak is a great leader, too. I, I, I just think Dak is a great person and a mm-hmm. great leader. I don't know, and I know him a little. I know Jalen not at all, but uh, I, I'm, I'm much less concerned about that in the big picture than it sounds to me like you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably a little too close to it, but I would say, I put it this way, he only, he only has a fastball, and I need Jalen Hurts to be able to modify the way that he behaves and the way that he acts and the way that he communicates with his teammates in the building day-to-day week to week over the course of a four-month grind because that's exactly what it is. It is a grind. You watched that game yesterday just like I did. Was there any joy 
on that football field? Has there been any joy on that football field for the last six weeks, yes or no? For the last six weeks, no. I know there hasn't been a whole lot to be joyous about in those last six weeks. But no, I haven't seen it. But I would, I would point out that you are looking for things I'm not looking for. Mm. Like I, I'm not seeing the stuff that you're talking about. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I see a team that looks like it quit. You can, you can have a lot of different. Like I, I think if we watch the Last Dance, we feel like Michael Jordan was a taskmaster or whatever it was, and he wasn't. Um, it wasn't all happiness smiles and joy the way LeBron is doing fun goofy handshakes with each, with each of his teammates I, I think there's room for a super intense personality to be a leader I agree with that but the only thing that was able to stop the Eagles freefall the Eagles descent was the ground like was was gra- like gravity had no resistance whatsoever and so if you have a head coach in place who you think is the right guy and a quarterback, uh, a quarterback in place who has these legendary, wise beyond his years leadership quality, someone should have pulled the parachute, and no one could. No one was able to. The Eagles didn't make any adjustments. The Eagles didn't modify their mindset. The Eagles didn't do anything differently yesterday than they did six weeks ago when these problems really started to percolate. And I think Jalen Hurts, like I said before, there is not always a monocausal explanation for something going terribly awry. Jalen Hurts is my guy. Jalen Hurts is going to be a highly successful quarterback for the Eagles for many, many years. That is not to say that there is not a, like a direct learn from how he managed the team this season. And I think in an honest moment, he'll go back to the drawing board too, not just from the perspective of his play, but from the perspective of how he leads this team, and he will modify that moving forward. Half past the hour, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. <clears throat> Let me ask you this. What happened with A.J. Brown? You know, there's a lot of people in Philadelphia that thinks it's a lot more than just the knee. That's what I mean. Like, didn't he miss a practice and then show up at some other event and so he not scrubbed, be with the team? He scrubbed his social media of Eagles content, which is always a red flag, if nothing else. Uh, that, that, that is the 2024 version of holding a press conference and saying, I'm not happy. So that's something that happened. He was also in Atlantic City watching a fight this weekend, notably not around or with the team, and that... There are people in the city that are speculating. There is something that went on there beyond what we know. I am not naive enough to believe that the only thing going on with A.J. Brown is his knee. And the idea that he wants to, you know, he wanted to be 100% in the divisional playoff round, which I suppose is a fine thing to have Adam Schefter tweet, I'm telling you, it's sniffy. It's really smelly. It's two years in Philadelphia, two highly productive years in Philadelphia. But the second half of this season was a disaster. Very regularly on the field, you saw bad body language. You saw him be upset with his role. And the fact that he didn't play yesterday, I'm not suggesting there's anything nefarious, but I would say it's definitely something to keep an eye out for because I can tell you most certainly from a local angle, it's very high on our list. What do you think, Cam? A.J. Brown? I thought the same things, and he said all the right things when he did come out and have a media availability a couple weeks ago to make me think that he was just frustrated with the team. I hope it's just frustration with losing that all these guys have. They might know that changes are coming, but I hope it doesn't go a complete toxic environment in the locker room, uh, which is my biggest fear at this point. But hopefully it's just him being frustrated with the complete collapse in the second half of the season. All right, so there you have it. So th- that, that went out there. Um, and so now we wait. And I don't know exactly how long we're waiting. But we know how many coaching availabilities there were when the season ended. There were eight openings. One of them closed almost immediately, the Patriots hiring Gerard Mayo. I continue to tell you, you can forget about the Chargers. That's going to be Jim Harbaugh's job. I I can't imagine what would have to fall apart 
in negotiation between Harbaugh and the Spanos family for him not to be their next coach. There's no doubt in my mind that's the job he wants. There's no doubt in my mind if they have a shred of sense that they will hire him because he's the perfect coach for them. So that one, I think, is a fait accompli. Now we wait on three other situations. I think we're waiting on three situations. There had been some talk of Todd Bowles. That's over. They're in the playoffs. They won a playoff game. He's not getting fired. No one else who's in it. You had mentioned Sean McDermott. McDermott's fine, right? He's safe. He's done a good job. Totally safe. He's, he's fine. So the, the only ones that remain are three coaches that lost this week. McCarthy, we've talked about. Sirianni, we've talked about. Then we get to Tomlin. So Mike Tomlin, you've probably seen it by now. The Steelers lose almost exactly the game you expected them to against Buffalo. They were way behind early. They hung around. They played well enough to sort of make it interesting on the scoreboard, though there was never a moment in time watching that game where you thought, wow, Pittsburgh's going to win this. They got some histrionics from Pickens afterwards blaming the refs, whatever the case may be, and they lose. It's not, a, it's not an, an embarrassing loss. They lost to a better team on the road and played them respectably. So... But there's all this talk about Tomlin wanting to possibly take a year away, step away. He's got the fans breathing down his neck. Any of us who are on social media, we hear constantly from the Steeler fans, you guys love Mike Tomlin. He's actually the worst person that ever lived in the history of mankind. Can't coach, can't do this, can't do that. So we know what he's dealing with in in terms of a lot of Steeler fans. Not all, but certainly a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And whether you think he should be quote-unquote fired or not, you could always look at it and say, any person in a job that long, it may be best for a change for everyone involved. Do you think he steps away? Do you think we have seen Tomlin Kosa's last game in Pittsburgh? I think so. Uh, I think so. The way that Brooke Pryor asked the question after the game yesterday in the news conference, effectively starting it by saying, so you're entering the last year of your contract, and him immediately walking away— it does not take a rocket scientist to, to deduce that he's upset about that. He's upset about his contract. He's upset about something in the front office, something coming from the front office. And that was his way of sending that message. Mike Tomlin would not have done that haphazardly. Mike Tomlin did that intentionally. Yeah, I know. I, don't, I agree with that. I don't know that I agree that that's necessarily the reason he did it. Like I, hmm. I, that organization strikes me as a place where if he is upset with, the, with, with anyone in the front office, he can say that to them. And he's got... 17 years, I think it is, of, of, of equity built up and credibility built up to do that. I don't know what message he was sending mm-hmm. by doing that, but I don't know that it necessarily had to be that. For those of you who didn't see it, Brooks starts asking him the question. He does. He just makes a face and walks away. And as we pointed out on TV today, that's the easiest question to talk around in the world. There's nothing easier than responding by saying, you know what? I put everything I had into coaching this game I haven't even thought about that. That's not what I'm thinking about right now. This is not the time to talk about that. You can say any of a million things that completely dismiss the question from being answered or asked again and go on about your day. The fact that he chose not to, I agree with you. That's definitively intentional. He walked up there knowing he's going to get asked it at some point. So it was intentional. What his intention was with it, that part I don't know. I don't think Mike Tomlin cares at all about the outside noise, but you can't help but hear it. The, the whole fan base wants you gone, and I'm guessing that he would think or say to himself, these people are spoiled. I've brought them nearly two decades of basically unparalleled prosperity, and the only thing that you're complaining about is early playoff exits, me making average teams good. 
every single year, me not having a quarterback and having to fake it ever since Ben Roethlisberger got hurt and then subsequently retired. So I understand the perspective that he's taking. Part of me also wonders if he's observing the league and he sees Pete Carroll be, uh, be let go. He sees Bill Belichick mutually part ways with the Patriots. And he might say to himself, if I'm a man with options, if I'm a man with the gravitas that you're speaking of, which I think it's obvious that he is, is this really the best that I can do? I'm a, I'm a man in my early 50s. I had the opportunity to have a whole nother second act the same way that Andy Reid has in Kansas City. Maybe that's a better avenue for me to go down. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that's possible. I think, I think all of the above can be true. I think that the negativity can weigh on you. I think that whether he caught up to say he doesn't care what the fans think, that's an impossible. It's impossible not to care. His position is too public. He is too public. Yeah. He's, he's much more than famous. He's a person who has been given a sacred trust. You know, the Steelers, but that organization as much as practically any because of the longevity. Chuck Knoll was the coach of that team for 20 years. Um, uh, uh, Cower was the coach of that team for 20 years. He's been the coach of that team for 20 years. Those are barely exaggerations. 69 to now is how many years? 55 years? Three coaches since the moon landing. Three coaches in 55 years divided up, you know, into, into the exact delineations they are. That, that's a, being the coach of the Steelers is a sacred trust. It is, he is more visible than, more hotly debated than, more discussed than the mayor or anybody else. He lasts much longer, too. Um, so I think if you feel, there's no way not to feel that negativity. And you live in the community. You live in the, in the world. Pittsburgh is not New York. It's, you can't, I love the city of Pittsburgh. I have spent, Mike and I spent a ton of time there. I've been to Pittsburgh a lot. I like the city a lot. It's a, it's a sensational mid-sized American city. Um, but it's not a place where you can get away from that. Like you can't hide. If you're going to come out of your house, you're going to be around people who are going to know who you are and recognize you. There's no incognito. Right. So mm. I do think that that negativity, negative energy is a real thing. Like, I believe in that. Like, if, if you and I are sitting here together and there is a negativity between the two of us, I may not really care why you're mad at me or hate me or whatever the case is, but there's no way it's not draining. There's no way it doesn't sap your mm. energy. There's no way that when, when he, even if he's not listening to the talk shows, not reading the columns, not doing all that stuff, which I believe him, he probably doesn't. You can't not feel it. There's still some humidity in the atmosphere. Yeah, you can't not feel it. Mm. So for that reason alone, I think if I'm him, I'm willing to do it. And, and, and I think he's got a great path. Uh, take a year off, do television, which he'll be great at, and then go back and have your pick of practically any job that comes available the following year. All right, time for Hembo Trivia. Let's go. Jason Kelsey, he's retiring. He made the Pro Bowl seven times. Uh, that is second most in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. Who ranks first? Seven Pro Bowls, only one more in Eagles history. The answer next on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. 
Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier, help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? And we do. Let's hear it. Jason Kelsey is retiring. Uh, He made seven Pro Bowls with the Eagles, and that is tied for second most in the history of the Eagles. My question for you, which Eagle was selected to the Pro Bowl the most times? And the Pro Bowl goes back to? 1938. 38. So it goes back almost to the beginning of the National Football League. We have guesses locked in from a variety of different places. Cam, what's yours? Yeah, I'm concerned now that Hembo said he's tied with someone, but I am going to stick with my answer. I believe, and I'll be very surprised if it's not, Weapon X, Brian Dawkins. Brian Oh, that is also Brandon's. That's guess. a good one. So Brandon has guessed him, and Cam has guessed him, and Jack has guessed Fletcher Cox. So I'm the only one who's going way back. When you told me 1938, when I feel like Chuck Bednarik was a great player for this franchise forever, one of the first real legends of the sport. In it's those a good days, guess. they played both sides of the ball. I I, I was afraid to say him because I was afraid it was too obvious. All right, so I'm, I'm going to lock him in. I'm going to go, but Brian Dawkins scares me to death. So we've got one Bednarik, we got two Dawkins and one Cox. That's the correct right. answer is Chuck Bednarik. Yes! Oh! Oh, greedy! I rule! That's exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yes! That is a, a delightful day! A delightful day! Oh, the Philly guy got it wrong. Look at Cam, feeling the pain, hairless though he may be. Cam oh, needed a win. Yeah, who was he tied with? Who, who was the tie? Was it Brian Dawkins? So Bednarik had eight. And then there are several players with seven, including Reggie White, Jason Kelsey, Brian Dawkins, and Jason Peters. Okay. Fletcher Cox, by the way, Jack, had six. Fletcher Cox, a terrible guest, Jack. Mm-hmm. You're a dope. Uh, you're a dope. Uh, pretty good guest. That's a terrible guest by you. Okay. I, a greenie's making a run here. What is my, uh, where's my standing? What do we stand? The absent Bubba is still in the lead at five and four. You and I, Greeny, now tied at four and six. Brandon, two and five. Jack's 0 oh and four. Dominique Fox Time is 0-1. Time out. Sorry to interrupt your scoreboard um, update. Bubba was supposed to be at work today. I don't think it should be... Are you suggesting he should take an L nah. in his absence? If Bubba was supposed to work today, didn't come, didn't provide an answer, text in or whatever, he should be 0-1 today. 
He should be 5-5 five and five on the season. I would hate to have been in your class if I you were a teacher. That is pretty tough. I'm making the scoreboard here. Bubba remains at 5-4. and four. Yeah, Bubba remains at 5-4 and four, unless there comes some reason why it benefits me to change that, and then we will. I feel pretty good about that. Now, you also did tell us earlier that you have a Bubba update. We sure do. Here's a text from Bubba at 11.15 a.m. That is 33 minutes ago. The best American was going to do was Wednesday a.m., so we had to find another airline. We have a 5 p.m. tonight on Delta with a layover in Detroit. So hoping for the best on that one, disaster. From Bubba, 33 minutes ago. So so how did he – I don't understand how – he just handled, he just mishandled all of this. There's really just no other way to describe it. Look, we all get it. Oh. Travel snafus are brutal. We've all lived it. We've all had tough times. And yet, those of us who prioritize getting somewhere for work generally do. We do. And, and, and there's nothing so terrible. If I counted for you the number of times I have had to stop in Detroit... It's an excellent airport, by the way. The food options are awesome. There's a Mediterranean restaurant in there that you would love. There's a Mediterranean on one of those. Have you ever been in the Detroit airport? It's like a long, it never ends. You're just walking, 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 walking. And in and, and, and one of the areas there, I think it is Delta, there is a terrific Mediterranean restaurant. they got the good hummus, all that stuff, mm. the good platter there, which I really like. I know the food. You name the airport, I'll give you the food. I'll give you anything because we've all lived this. Only Bubba takes three days to get home from Dallas. Cam, I would like you to handicap this for ESPN Bet. It's a yes-no prop. Will Bubba be in that chair behind you on Wednesday at 10 o'clock Eastern? <laughs> I've already handicapped it. <laughs> Is that a no? That's a no. Zero chance. I don't. So, so you're I don't think so. Not a zero chance. I mean, I think there's a pretty close. You know, you like to say there's a non-zero chance I of do. something. I'm going to say there's a non-one percent chance of this. Okay, it's something between zero and one percent. Like, like, like hundred to one. I think there's a good chance that he get. It takes him so long to get home that he then texts us and says, "Guys, I just can't make it in. It was such a long travel this week. Are yeah. we going to see Bubba again this week? I think we'll see him at this point. I think we'll see him Thursday. My over-under has been Thursday all along. I gave you that earlier yeah, today. Yeah, you did. You did. If I gave you Wednesday, if the number on this one is Wednesday and a half, which way are you going? <laughs> and a half. <laughs> well, there's no and a half. I'm taking, the hook. Wednesday, I'm taking the hook. You can't take seven and a half points. It's either seven or eight. He's either going to make it Wednesday or Thursday. He can't miss who you got because if he misses who you got, then well, that's not till Friday. Right. There's ba- but that's what I'm saying. If he misses that, there's basically no purpose of Bubba because I, Cam has printed this stuff well this week. I have another question. What is that? Who had a worse weekend, Mike McCarthy or Bubba? <laughs> oh, I mean, I think definitely Bubba. I, I mean, think if, Mike McCarthy probably had no travel issues. Is th- they could probably, they would be doing Mike McCarthy a favor if they fired him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you not to work. Uh, do you think he gets another job, by the way? If should, Mike McCarthy he be gets fired? fired? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think See, so. it's interesting. So Greg Olson, whom I, really, I like a lot. I don't want anyone to think he and I are beefing or anything like that. He made a comment on the telecast the other day saying, he thinks that if McCarthy gets were to get fired by the Cowboys, that teams would be jumping all over themselves. I forget exactly what terminology yeah, that's, that's he right. used to get another job. And I just tweeted that I disagreed with that, and he responded, and I responded to him, and it was it was exactly what I like, which is we had a reasonable discussion. Like we disagreed on something and did not descend to calling each other jerks. <laughs> I, I like his work. I, I like him. I, I think we've met a time or two. It's not someone I know, but he seems like an excellent guy and I like his work a lot. I just disagreed with this opinion of his. And he responded, I thought, completely in kind 
So it was that rarest of rare occasions um, in the world anymore, which is a disagreement on social media that was perfectly uh, polite and friendly and everything. And so, uh, do you know what I did throw in at the end, though? I did throw a keep killing it, give my best to little baby KK. That was an excellent commercial. You like, I yes. love the little spot, the little promo. He's got, they got Aaron in there. They got Rinaldi in there, and they call him Little Baby KK. Do you mind if I read how he responded to your tweet? Yeah, go ahead. Um, can you be sure you can replace a coach that has won 36 games in three years, 8-0 at home, and led the NFL in scoring as a play caller? Definitely improve from that. I'm fully aware of what comes with Dallas. They are a unique situation. It's Super Bowl or bust. That's and, what he said. And so what I think I responded to that close to verbatim was, no, you can't be assured of doing that you won't do worse, but maybe you can do better in the big games when it really matters. Something like that. That's I right. suggested mm-hmm. that, that maybe this is a, this guy brought the horse to water but can't make a drink kind of situation. Well, I'm, I'm fascinated by, by this decision and the Eagles' decision, not because of how well or how badly their teams were coached this year, but because of the applicant pool. It changes the math. It just changes the math. There has never been a cycle. Is it, is it, is it, uh, is it against the... So you're, the applicant pool is what the applicant pool is. You're talking about two names, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Someone like Mike Vrabel comes along much more often. I'm, I'm not suggesting he isn't an excellent coach. I love him. But you're not saying that because of Vrabel. You're I'm saying not. that because of Belichick and Harbaugh. That's right. Are you allowed, if you are those owners, to, to send a feeler out to Belichick before you make your decision? Or do you have to fire your coach in good conscience fire your coach before you can even find out if Belichick is interested. I would be willing to bet you that people high up in the Eagles and Cowboys organization have already fi- had people reach out to their agents. I'd be ho- if if you've not done that, you're probably not doing your job that, well. That that that's what I mean. You I, agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Well, there you go. 100%. I don't even think it is the agents. I think these guys may call them directly. Mm. Be like, "Bill, you want to come here or not? I'll fire my guy." I mean, I think that's this is a tough business. It's not for the it's not for the faint of heart. And we'll see. I, I would be surprised. I don't know when the Belichick domino will fall, but I would bet it would be after some of these other decisions get made. We'll see. Good stuff. We'll see you tomorrow without Bubba, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 